Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today, we take an unflinching look at the surprising ways that racism affects Black and African-American people's mental health, from changing the way that they see themselves to passing trauma down through generations. Some Savvy Psychologist listeners have rightfully wondered why a mental health podcast has been silent on racism for a while. After all, racism cuts deeply into mental health, and it's impossible to truly talk about one without the other. And in 2020 of all years, the many wounds of racism are publicly opened again and again, reminding those of us who are privileged that people who experience racism don't get to look away or forget. Racism is a topic too big and too important to cover reactively. Now, knowing that there is still much to learn, I'm here with a three-episode series on racism and mental health. In this series, we focus specifically on the Black and African-American experience. Of course, racism affects many other groups too, including non-Black groups and people of African descent around the world, not just in America. My own cultural framework of reference is informed by what's happening in the United States. And with such a complex topic, I thought it would be most productive to mostly hone in on one geographic area and on one racial group. So today, I'll be using the term Black broadly to encompass Black and African people who experience racism around the globe, and the terms Black American and African American to talk about research that specifically focuses on these groups. Let's start here with the groundwork. How does racism affect Black and African American mental health? It may seem obvious that experiencing racism would be detrimental to mental health. After all, racism is the totality of ways that society discriminates and commits violence against Black people. It withholds justice, fairness, and resources. It marginalizes and gaslights. Structural racism is the very picture of chronic trauma. But our understanding of the effects of racism goes beyond intuitive knowledge. There's actually a lot of research to support it. A 2018 briefing paper by the Synergy Collaborative Center introduced the existing research well. In brief, experiencing racism makes a person more likely to have depression, psychosis, substance misuse, and other mental health problems. Now, digging in with more detail, we find some interesting patterns. For example, in 2015, a group of British researchers pooled data from almost 300 studies into one mega-study. They found that experiencing racism is associated with both poorer physical and mental health. The negative effects on mental health, including depression, anxiety, and general psychological distress, was especially strong. And a particularly interesting pattern, for some health outcomes, having more education tends to protect people from racism's negative consequences. But this is not true for mental health. In other words, even highly educated Black people suffer the negative mental health effects of racism. And racism's effects on mental health start early in life. For kids and adolescents, experiencing racism comes with more depressive symptoms, lower self-esteem, 
and more acting out behaviors too. Even when kids don't directly experience racism, their parents' experience of discrimination makes the kids more likely to have anxiety and depression and other problems. In teens, over a hundred studies have found that experiencing racism is significantly associated with poorer mental health. So at this point, the question of if racism affects mental health has been clearly answered. The more interesting question is how. Scholars on this topic have discussed a number of ways that racism can affect mental health. We'll focus on five of those today. So first, structural racism decreases the fundamental ingredients for mental health. So first, let's define some terms. Structural racism refers to the large-scale forces that keep Black Americans from getting fair treatment and adequate resources. It affects them not only on where they live, but also in their treatment at work and at school and in the criminal justice system. It also affects how they receive health care. It actually touches their lives in many other ways that are crucial to well-being, but we'll focus on mental health care today. So digging into just one example of how structural racism can affect one of the most basic ingredients for mental health, sleep. Sleep is extremely important for good mental health. Not getting enough good quality sleep is related to just about every bad mental health outcome. Black Americans have shorter sleep, less deep sleep, and worse quality sleep. Sleep researchers who specialize in these health disparities, how likely different groups are to be short sleepers. That is, to regularly get less than six hours of sleep per night. Black Americans are five times as likely to be short sleepers than white Americans. Black men who have the shortest sleep get almost one and a half fewer hours of sleep per night than white women. In part, this is because Black Americans are more likely to live in poorer neighborhoods with more noise and light. In fact, when you look at people living in similar environments, there is less of a racial difference in sleep quality. If you're trying to maintain good mental health, not getting good sleep is like not having flour when you're baking a cake. Sleep is crucial as an ingredient for mental health. So, for Black Americans, a systemic sleep disadvantage is also a systemic mental health disadvantage. Above and beyond the basic ingredients for mental health, number two reason for why racism affects mental health is that racism changes the way you experience success. Racism is very stressful. The nature of it is that even if you do everything right, you may not get what you've earned. You may go through lots of schooling, earn a higher degree, and become a professor. But if you're Black, people may still often assume that you're the janitor. Your child may be bright, polite, and friendly, but if she's Black, her teacher may still perceive her as acting out or a slow learner because of systemic bias. You may put your empty hands up to show that you're not a threat and still be a victim of brutality. And it's not only each individual racist encounter that causes stress. These add up to be more than the sum of their parts, because when the effort-reward connection is shattered again and again, a person begins to lose their sense of control over their life and their fate. Think of it this way. 
if you work very hard, respect authority, and treat others well, you will live a decent life and be respected by others, right? What if you constantly try to do this, but somehow you never get that sense of safety and that respect? Well, this feeling of powerlessness has been linked over and over again to depression. And it's not just about how you view the world. It's also about how you see yourself. That's reason number three why racism affects mental health, is that it changes the way you see yourself. Specifically, a sad consequence of repeatedly experiencing racism is that a person might start to believe racial stereotypes about themselves. When all your life, the media portrays people who look like you as, say, not intelligent, the effect is profound. When people talk to you as if you're not intelligent, or teachers seem surprised when you say something smart, and your coworkers dismiss your ideas, it's really easy for this notion that you're not smart to stick. Even without consciously realizing it, you begin to absorb that idea, and that can really affect your sense of self. This process is called internalization. For marginalized people, internalizing society's negative attitudes about them creates stress, lowers self-esteem, and embeds shame into the way they think about themselves. These advantages hang like a weight on Black people, making every achievement more difficult to reach, every leap of faith harder to take. And it's not just about what you experience. It's also the racism that your parents and your grandparents and their grandparents before them have experienced. Reason number four why racism affects mental health is that racial trauma can be passed down through the generations. So everything we talked about already, the lack of basic ingredients for mental health like good sleep, the changes in the way that you see yourself and the way that you experience success in the world— all of that is happening upon the foundation of trauma being passed down from generation to generation. And when I say passed down, I do mean in a literal sense. Slavery was, and racism continues to be, a chronic form of trauma. And trauma can be biologically transmitted across generations through a process scientists call epigenetics. Epigenetics boils down to environments and experiences getting under the skin by changing the way that our genes are expressed and passed on to future offspring. So, for example, research has shown that trauma survivors' children have altered fight-or-flight systems in their brains, similar to people who themselves have PTSD. This makes these children more vulnerable to developing anxiety or trauma-related disorders themselves, even if they haven't directly experienced trauma. And if they do experience trauma, they're much more likely to actually develop PTSD. And this is part of why Black veterans are more likely to have PTSD than their white peers who served in the same wars. This means that from day zero, there are more obstacles in the way of cultivating mental health for Black people. And once they're born, Black children continue to inherit racial trauma by experiencing something called vicarious racism. When they witness someone like them being victims of discrimination or violence, they feel emotional pain for what their caregivers or role models are going through. 
they, at too young of an age, also have to make sense of cruel injustice in the world. Plus, when their caregivers have to deal with the burden and stress of experiencing racism, there's just generally more negative emotions and more stress to go around the household, making it even easier for these kids to have depression or anxiety symptoms or low self-esteem. So we've covered so far the ways that Black Americans and Black people in general are more likely to have mental health problems in the first place. But what about their access to mental health care? What are their resources? What are their outlooks for getting the help that they need? Well, this is a biggie. And that's why reason number five that racism affects mental health is that racism prevents Black Americans from accessing and benefiting from mental health care. According to the American Psychiatric Association, only one in three African Americans who need mental health care receives it. Why is this so? Well, one barrier is Black Americans' understandable fear of double discrimination. There is unfortunately still much stigma surrounding mental illness. If society is already prejudiced against you for the color of your skin, how would it act towards you when you say you also have a need for mental health care? So now we're talking about the double discrimination of being Black and having mental illness. This fear of stigma and discrimination is sadly justifiable. Black Americans are more likely to be misdiagnosed with schizophrenia and other psychosis disorders than their white peers with the same symptoms, which means that they're more likely to get the wrong treatment. This is in part because most providers are not well-trained in evaluating symptoms in the context of different cultural expressions, and in part because physicians tend to listen less and talk more when their patient is Black. Even after diagnosis, Black Americans are less likely than their white peers to receive evidence-based and guideline-based care. Zooming out even more to Black Americans' relationship with the overall healthcare system, it's no wonder that many mistrust that system. Even scarier than the microaggressions and the misdiagnosis is the knowledge that, historically, medical researchers have exploited Black bodies. In a Tuskegee study, for example, Black men were told that they were being treated for syphilis, but they were misled. They never got proper treatment and were even withheld from effective treatments when those became available. How can people be blamed for being suspicious of the healthcare and research authorities, especially when something as vulnerable as mental health is concerned? And for Black Americans who are interested in seeking mental health care, are there enough good options? It's already overwhelming for anyone to find a therapist. But when you go down that list and you don't see any providers who look like you, it can be extra discouraging. Even if a non-Black therapist is well-trained and well-meaning, a Black patient may wonder if this therapist will really understand their experiences. So we really, really desperately need more mental health providers who are themselves Black and who are trained in culturally informed care. And there is hope. People have been paying more attention to Black mental health, and some leaders in the field have been pioneering initiatives to help. For example, 
Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist and popular speaker, has started a movement called Therapy for Black Girls. This is the name of her fantastic podcast, as well as the online space she has created to host resources and community to promote the mental wellness of Black women and girls. For Black men and boys, there are resources too, starting with the Souls of Black Men fact sheet, which is a fact sheet published based on conversations between Black men about mental health issues, and that was organized by the Black Mental Health Alliance for Education and Consultation. You can also learn more about programs focusing on Black men and boys' mental health at communityvoices.org. Looking back on what we've outlined today, it must feel discouraging to see how many monumental weights that Black people carry in their work of cultivating their mental health. Many of us, non-Black people, especially those in positions of privilege, take certain things for granted. That doctors will listen, that there are therapists who understand our expectations and our experiences, that we are born with a clean slate free from trauma, that we have access to the basic ingredients for mental health, like the opportunity to sleep and that the way that we see ourselves and the way we teach our kids to see the world is not colored by centuries of ongoing prejudice. If your heart is broken, I won't tell you to stop feeling sad. If you're angry, I won't tell you that you shouldn't be furious. If you experience racism, you have a right to the catharsis that strong emotions can offer. If you don't experience racism, let your emotions motivate you to do better and to learn more. In the next two episodes in this Racism and Mental Health series, we'll take a small step forward by reviewing some ways that Black and African Americans and Black people around the world can protect their mental health from the toxic effects of racism, as well as some ways that the rest of us can help. Meanwhile, let's continue the conversation on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at QDT Savvy Psych. I'm also at Jade Wu PhD, where I've recently started a Thursday sleep explainer series where each week you can learn about a new cool fact about sleep health and get practical tips for sleeping better. This week, I post a thread about sleep health disparities. To get a whole lot more tips on all psychology tips, subscribe to the Savvy Psychologist newsletter. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I'll see you next week again for a happier and healthier mind. <laughs>